The views, information, or opinions expressed during the opinion of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of host. Ray Nalkin, I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church podcast where I am your host, Ray Nalkin. T-Bye, I'm a Wally Ken. I'm going to put my whole name on it, okay? Say my name, say my name. All right, I got co-hosts in the building. I'm super excited. We got William Lee in the building. Come on. You know, William, you got got some moves. You're not going to dance tonight? All right, Will can dance, though. All right, we got Phil Turner in the building. Phil is back. back. Come on. And we got Alex Lopez in the building. Alejandro. What's up? In the building. Well, I'm so excited. Y'all are here. I mean, I feel like we are the world. We are the children. We got every flavor in here. We even got Quan in here. Quan is a white man and he's, you know, this is his <laughs> studio. And so we literally have everything in here just about. I mean, it's beautiful. whatever, whatever like. you can have, whatever you mm-hmm. like. But some of us are married. Two out of the two out of the five are married. So you cannot have whatever you like. I mean, from what I know, I mean, I don't know if they got open <laughs> things going on. I pray not. But that's not my I'm not judging nobody who is because. Jesus is for everybody. everybody, but some things I will not be doing, but we'll talk about that later. But all right, we got to talk about these trucker hats. I'm getting on season two. Now I need sponsors. I need help. If season two is going to be amazing, but I need your help ASAP. All right. If you want to get a trucker hat, what you want to do is go to my Instagram or go to the not safe for church Instagram. You click the link. It's going to be a sponsored link. And then you're going to click that. It's going to lead you to PayPal. And uh, yeah, I just really need a lot of help. Um, I'm working on getting some, a few things for season two. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into a podcast and making it great. And I want to take it to the next level. And uh, this podcast is literally brought to you uh, by the people for the people. I literally like we're in this together. And um, that's been the greatest part about this journey. And I'm just really just honestly just so grateful. Like I could not do this without people listening. Like if you listen before and say you don't have no money, I love you. Thank you for listening. Share this with somebody. If you send money, if you didn't like I am so, 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 so grateful and if you have a business and you'd like to sponsor or just be a business for season two uh to have some ads literally just hit me up on my instagram at renal kent or you can even uh, email me at the not safe for church podcast at gmail.com or you can email me personally at renal kent music at gmail.com i literally have just gave you all my information so yeah period all right y'all well, we're gonna get into this altar call really i don't know if i should call this altar call it really should be like Reynolds thoughts because really the altar call is really just what i've been thinking the whole freaking week all right some may be asking what is an altar call an altar call is where you call out some of our brothers and sisters who may be in need of prayer but before i get into my little thing that i wrote down um recently i was in a barbershop today getting my hair cut Yes, it looks good. I haven't had time to lay that it down because sure. um, <laughs> I haven't had time to put my do-rag on to lay my hair down with my oils uh, because I was at work. I'm a, work, I'm a working man. Mm. I'm a work, you know, a working man. Hallelujah. I'm not, I don't Amen. need, I'm not looking for no man to provide for me. I'm a working man. But if you want to provide for me, I'll be thankful. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and I will take good care of you. I would, I would do the cater to you, uh, but I'm still a man though. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Um, but anyways, recently I was in a barber shop and the barber was saying, we were talking about an artist. I won't say the artist's name, um, but this artist has said, you don't know if you are gay until you actually try it. And I said he was and gay. that artist is not gay, but we do not know that for sure. We, I have not, none of us have slept with him, so we don't know. <laughs> and I believe um, that statement is, he said, what did he say? You don't, you don't know if you're gay until you try it. Well, no, that's what I believe. I don't believe you don't know if you're gay until you try it. And he was saying, even if somebody does something and say they like a guy or whatever, that they are instantly gay. And I disagree with that. And y'all are all my straight friends. 
And, you know, I just think it's healthy to have these conversations. Do you guys agree with that? Okay, my first question when you brought that up was, how do you know if you're gay then? Like, what makes you gay? Because I don't think what you're attracted to, and like um, like sleeping with somebody, yeah. to me is like a next, like a deeper step to that. Yeah. So before all that, what makes you gay? Is it attraction? What does that look like? I think I think people could be attracted to many things, but I think what makes you gay is when you want to be with a man physically, intimately, emotionally, in every way. So what was your your example? My example was I didn't know I was gay until I hate that I be bringing this <laughs> this nigga up every podcast. I'm just number like six. Uh, number six. I didn't know I was gay to number six. Like yeah, like and I'm gonna keep it real. Like I didn't know I, but once I experience this type of friendship, this type of connection on such a deep, intimate level, then I realize, okay, I could be with a man and I enjoy being with a man more than I enjoy being with a woman. But also I do find certain women attractive. I've said that. Like, I think, um, I think Alexa Moore, I always talk about her. I think she is the bomb.com. And, uh, like, I don't want to be with her, but like when I see her, I'm like, oh my gosh, she is beautiful. She's my sister. And I, but like, I don't, you know, so if you're attracted to both, does that make you bi? But I'm not bi because I don't want to spend my life with a woman. But what I'm saying is, so do you believe that if somebody tries something with a man or say a girl tries something with a girl that they're immediately gay? Do you believe that? I don't know if it's immediately gay, but definitely confused. Yeah. Okay, so if somebody does something with the same sex and they decide to not do it anymore, what? So like, and they say, hey, I don't like that. They're not gay, right? I mean, for you, before number six, did you have any, like, attraction yes, towards have, yes. men? Yes. And then you just explored that yes. with number six. Yes, and I explored with women, too. I've done both. Yeah, but after number six, you were like, all right, that men. Ye- I mean, it kind of, yeah, yeah I was like, I have it crossed over. Right. So would you sleep with a woman? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I don't want to talk about my sex life. <laughs> I'm not having sex, but I don't know. Maybe I would. Because, like I said before, the rest of the men at the table are straight. Yeah. There's no curiosity. But what I'm saying, I'm answering my question. I don't, want, I don't care about that. What I'm saying is this. If somebody does something with the same sex, are they immediately gay to you? Or bisexual. So I said what I said. But you're why confused. So, but I've had sex with women, so that makes me straight? No, I think you're bisexual. Or you were confused. Before you found, if, if you're saying you're gay now. Okay, but once you decide not to do that anymore, you are what? She, that person, she could be straight. He could be straight. He could identify as straight. I think it's deeper than that. So like, okay, so you sleep with a woman tomorrow. Are you now bisexual? And then tomorrow when you sleep with a man or the day after you sleep with a man, you now gay again? Well, I'm saved and I'm not sleeping with nobody. Well, but you're not answering my question. And that's what I don't like. I already answered your question. You're not answering my question. You're not saying <laughs> you yes or no. Your you are not answering my question. I said, I, you're, if you if you call me today and say, you talking to Alexa Moore, and then yep. tomorrow, you talking to Johnny Nim or number six, I'm a, if, if you're going to break it down to either gay or not, I'm going to say you're confused. But what if I decide I'm going to talk to Alexa Moore and I'm going to be done? You're confused. Then I'm straight. Because I chose, because that's no, what I did. You're still confused because you're going back and forth. Oh, okay, right. then, Phil, then you're see, and this is then why I, you can't that's talk to straight men because <laughs> it's either this or that. And that's why, uh, oh, God. What, what, y'all don't know how to communicate. So that's what makes you, what makes you bi? What does that reoccurrence look like? I don't know because I'm not bi. 
so you talking to straight men about being gay. Okay, then I don't know him. I ain't gay. But what I'm saying is, if your <laughs> friend came to you and said that they had messed with a guy before, you're going to assume that they're gay, but they're not gay because if they're not doing that no more and they don't want that, they're not gay. I'm going to say that ain't my business. I support you either way you go. Do you, you, do you not agree with me? They're not gay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah. kind of like, okay, like maybe you're figuring out life at that point. I don't know. Like You're confused. But you're not. Com but once you leave confusion and you choose what you want to do, you identify as that. Like, I think for me, it's like, I think like when I go out with my friends, I don't know, maybe it's a girl thing, but a lot of them end up kissing each other. You know what I'm saying? They're curious. So, so it's like, I, to confused. me, it's like, I've always accepted that as like a norm. Amongst girls, at least. And why is that enormous? Um, no, but I can say, like, my only friends that are guys that have kissed other guys, like, whether we're out or in public or whatever, or, like, you know, at the club even, have been, like, gay. I I've never seen how... one of my straight and because, friends be It's because a lot of these guys, they don't feel comfortable to be themselves around y'all. And that may be the case. Right. It really may be. But, like, uh, until someone makes that own decision for themselves, right. it's completely it's different. It's a double standard. Yeah. Can we admit that? Oh, absolutely. 100%. And I mean, I think that's why the question is like, well, what makes you gay? Like, if you called me tomorrow and said you was talking to a woman, where are you at now? What do you identify in that moment? That means I'll be straight because I'm not doing the other stuff. But if you're still attracted to men, then what? Like, does the attraction just leave? Like, if you start dating a woman. I don't know, Phil. I'm moving on because you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> I'm irritated. <laughs> All right, recently, y'all, I have I, been. I have been. Stop. <laughs> Recently, <laughs> we gonna finish this conversation. Church podcast. We, we are moving on. This bus is moving on. <laughs> Recently, I have been dating, and uh, I think I'm gonna go on a pause. I'm kind of just over it. If somebody comes to me and they want to date me, I'll figure it out. But like, I'm just over it. Man or woman? <laughs> I have already said I'm gay. <laughs> on episode 15. It's not even a. And I never wanted this to be I'm the gay podcast. This is not called the not safe nah, for gays podcast. podcast. It's the not safe for church podcast. And I want you to know that I'm not going to be talking about that every week. I'm just saying. I just it was an interesting question that came with the barbershop, and I wanted to just. They're explore. real topics of conversation. Yes. Don't apologize for that. Oh, okay. I'm, well, I'm not apologizing. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. We go to church together. I'm out here cussing. Oh, you're good. Bro. And I was literally just on the front row speaking in tongues, crying. <laughs> Saturday. Why don't you sit with me? Because you sit in the back. I gotta, I'm a no, front, I didn't. I'm a front row praiser. I keep, I'm a front row praiser. Reynald would not sit with me. Let the record show. Ooh. No, because you sit in the back. I need to be in the front. I'm in the front, too. You were I'm not on the, the other side. Oh, you sit in the front on the other I'm, side? I'm on the other side. Oh, I know. I like to be where I can see the worship leader. Because I feel like I'm really there to encourage the worship leader. <laughs> I'm the worship leader's cheerleader. The hype man, yeah. Because I'm like, come on, baby. Because because I used to be, a, I am a worship leader just on pause, figuring it, it things out. But I'm the type of, I feel like I'm there to help the worship leader. Come on, go all the way. Because support. sometimes you need just that one person. I'm like, sis, because mm -hmm. it's in you. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll see my friend Eunice up there singing. I'm like, come on, girl. Sister, come on, tap in. You go a little mm -hmm. deeper. You know what I mean? I see Nina up there. Go a little deeper. The Holy Ghost, you got a little bit more. That's why I like going there because they, they, like they like to explore the spirit. I like to explore too. I like to explore a lot of things, <laughs> not just the spirit. But that's my business. Recently, I've been dating. But um, recently I went on a date and I got played last week, but that's a whole nother story. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got played, y'all. I mean, this was in Florida, Vegas. We went on a date and they didn't pay for nothing. And I don't think you got to pay for everything, but didn't even pull out their card. Okay, I got a question. So if it's two men, who pays? The person that invited? Uh, For me, I think the person that invited should pay. Like, I should have paid. I agree. But... I do think if we're doing a lot of things, 
like you should you should like hey, I could get this the polite thing yes right. just like, fake it yeah like, at least pretend, I mean, let me because somebody has invited me on a yeah. date and I pull out my car like, oh I could do it yeah. and I'm really testing like them to see like mm. what kind of person you are are you a broke I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not um However, do you guys believe, I haven't got to the question, I'm just acting super tonight. <laughs> do you guys believe in dating multiple people at once, or do you believe in dating exclusively? What I mean by that is, I believe in dating exclusively. I go on one date with you, right? And if we have a good time and want to do it again, I believe we should date exclusively. Like, we're only us are dating, but I do believe I can still flirt and talk to as many people as I want to. But I will not be going on dates with other people. Do you guys agree? Well, how do we define dating? Because I would say... Dating, going on dates, hanging out. I think you can date as many people as you want until you figure out the person you want to yeah. you want to be with. At the same time? With. Or and commit, absolutely. I think that's what dating is, though, no? That is, yeah, that yeah. is what dating is. So like, if you have a good time with me and want to get to know me more, you get to go hang out with somebody else that same week? Mm -hmm. Until I decide to commit Hell, to you. It, but... But are you paying? Who's paying? Oh, I don't know. Because if I'm <laughs> spending my money, if I'm spending my money on you... No, but isn't that's a part of communication, right? So if you take somebody on a date, does that topic of conversation conversation come up on where do we go from here? From here, are we exclusive? Are we building on this? Or are we just open? Is the there date? a second date? Yeah, like, but if we say we want to go on a second date and we want to get to know each other more, you still believe you should be dating? How you can't? You don't even give time. You have time to focus. For me, that sounds stressful. It, on literally, oh my gosh! <laughs> I literally was talking to Alexa. I had brought your name up so much. I was talking to her about that because, like, recently I be feeling like a hoe, like texting all these people. I don't like that. Like, I just want to focus on one person, see if it figures out, and move on. No, I think goes, that goes back to your point of like you know you kind of set those ground rules up front and you're saying, hey, I'm kind of dating around right now. Right. It depends seeing... on what you're looking for in dating. And see, if somebody said to me they would miss they would miss the biggest blessing, Raiden all T by Mawali Kent. Because <laughs> if you're dating around, when you once you sit down with me, once you sit at my table, yeah. <laughs> how many dates you been on recently? <sighs> Is that why you stopped out. dating? Because you're doing you're trying that out? You're doing them multiple? I, I'm not doing the multiple. I'm doing that. I go on one date and if I like it, I want to continue. So what defines going, opening the door for that second date with somebody else? When we had that conversation and you invite me out. No, like if you want a date, yeah, you went on a first date and then you at you in class, somebody else asks you out. You're going to say no because I'm dating somebody else? It's still open. So I don't know. But, but if we agree to us, when, when we agree to a second date, I am not going to be dating anybody else. I'm going to pause. I believe in dating exclusively. Mm. But I know you used to be a hoe, so... The audacity, period. <laughs> I was a financial advisor looking for new clients. I mean, y'all can watch the previous episodes. <laughs> All right. Recently, I was watching some TikToks, and uh, a lady was saying that venting is continuing to tell the story to keep those negative emotions alive. Do you guys agree? Uh, do, do you guys vent? Do you think it's healthy to vent, or do you think you should not vent? So it depends. For me, it depends. Yeah. Um, who are you venting to? Oh, is a big one. That's Very good. Important. Very important. Um, because if you're going to go to somebody who's just going to add more fuel to your fire, if you're, let's say, let's say you're upset with your spouse or whoever you're dating. Yeah. And then you go to somebody and you're like, well, they're doing this, this, and this. And then they just kind of add more fuel to that fire for yeah. you to where it's going to cause even more friction in your marriage, in your yeah, relationship. Yeah, come on. Um, but if you can go to somebody who will be impartial yeah. and say, and you say, Hey, this is what I'm going through. 
and they can objectively look at that and encourage you and try to lift you up and say, hey, I know this is this sounds tough what you're going through in your relationship, but like this, you know, let's talk about it. How can we resolve this? How yeah. can we make this a better uh, situation for you yeah. and for you and for your relationship? I think that makes it uh, makes venting very healthy. But like I said, if it depends who you're going to be venting to. I agree. I think it's it's to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I think your venting has to have a purpose behind it because too much venting. You, I think you're looking for attention more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely think having support or an outlet outside of maybe the person or situation is a healthy, you know, parameter for people to be in, uh, depending on what you're looking to get out of it. Yeah. Because uh, if I, I mean, if I'm gathering too many different perspectives from people, you know, what what is my perspective? Like, what is, how is that skewing yeah. my perspective? I feel that. So I have certain people I think, you know, I go to to vent. Um, and I try and go to people that I know are just going to be honest and transparent yeah. with me, not necessarily say that are like-minded in the way I think. Yep, that's good. Um, sometimes I don't want to hear somebody, you know, I agree with you. Like, you yep. on point. Sometimes, like, I called my mom today about a situation, <laughs> actually. I was like, you know, mom, I need some motherly advice. Um, yeah. I think I might be in my emotions a little bit. I'm trying to navigate that. What does it look like from yeah, your outside that's good. perspective? That's good. And she hit me with the truth real quick, and mm-hmm. it helped me. But yep. at that point, I'm like, well calling another friend or calling somebody else, like, what am I looking for at that yeah. point? Because uh, you already so, got what exactly. you needed. Yeah, so I try and process after that where I'm at and how to contain my emotions in order to move forward. Yeah. So. I think it just depends on, like, again, like what Phil was saying, like, how many times do you tell somebody? Right? Yeah. You know, it's like, if you do it, like, to your group of people around you, that's different from, like, every time you see, you know, another one of your friends, you're bringing up the situation. Like, yeah. after a certain amount of times, it's not venting anymore. It's yeah. really just like you're like Phil was saying, like, are you what do you what else are you looking for? Yeah. I don't think you're looking for an answer at that point. Well, yeah. venting it turned into yeah. gossiping real quick. hundred yeah. percent. I think, it, again, it's just like also who, like Alex was saying, who are you telling? Yeah. Like, are you telling everybody that, you know, in your contact list? Yeah. Or like, are you announcing it on like Twitter or something, you know, but are you going to like the people that, you know, have the best interest for yeah. you at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, I even think about that. I think about this podcast. I think. There were like probably three or four episodes where I was just venting about or being venting. I was venting through my shade or jokes about my whole situation. And I think even now I'm like, oh, like, I don't need to talk about that. Like, I'm not like, yeah, like it happened. I'm moving on. Like, yes, it's a big part of this season or this chapter, but like, let's move on. And I think, but I think that also, I think sometimes when we are not healed, we vent. But, like, when you are on a healing journey, the venting stops. It, I mean, it, it's just weird. You move on. It's yeah. like, even when people come into, like, I remember when people used to, I, I work somewhere, and people come into wherever I work, and they would be like, um, come on, because I got a job at JLB. Um, people come in, and they're like, oh, are you the guy you sing at the crossing or whatever? And I would go into, like, this whole thing, like, oh, yeah, I used to. Like, I'm, and now I'm like, oh, like now people ask me, I literally, t- today somebody came and they like, oh my God, you sing in my church. I was like, oh, what church? They were like, the crossing. I said, oh yeah, I did used to sing there. I was like, I love the people there. And like, I genuinely mean it. But in the beginning, I was like, so ready to be like, and now I'm like, baby, I don't gossip that literally gossip or trying to get validation for my feelings. Absolutely. But like the only person that can validate your feelings for me 
Preach. is Jesus. Preach. And I don't know who you believe, the divine mystery or whatever, but I, for me, J-E-S-U-S. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I never thought about the word Jesus has us in it. Ooh. Ooh, Come on now. For, y'all know Come I'm on a, now. Ooh, don't make me preach. You know, I went Come to Bible college. All right. Recently, <laughs> I've been hearing the term friendship soulmates. Do you believe there are friendship soulmates that exist? And how do you manage and navigate that relationship if you believe that it's possible when you are married or in a relationship? I believe friendships soulmates do exist. I, I don't want to sound weird. So what comes first, your friendship soulmate or your I'm, of course that, but I'm saying, but like, I don't want to sound weird, but I think I have some intimate relationships with some of my friends that the only thing that's not happening is sex and like kissing and touching. Like, I feel like I have some friends that almost meet every need except those needs. I hope I don't sound weird. No, I think that's something that's and it's like possible. Yeah. yeah. And there's even been times, like I think about my two, be- uh, I think about my best friend Diamond and uh, there's been times where I remember when I was in high school, I was like, I think I like her. But it was because I was so intimate and like we were so close and like I told her everything that that was the only thing missing from our friendship. I got some questions for you. I'm going to ask on the podcast. Go off. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking. I was saying some stupid (laughs) stuff. I said, let me let me rewind that back. I mean, any, I think that's any friend. I have another friend, Sean, my best friend, Sean. Like, I think that because we were so close, I, there were times I was like, man, I think I like Sean, but I don't today. So in the whole aspect of your question, though, is it like, I guess, so like you're gay, but the rest of us are straight. So is friendship soulmate the question in reference to like the opposite sex or like Every just sex. friends in general? I think you could be intimate in every relationship. I don't, I don't even think it's a a person, non-person. I don't, yeah. Yeah. So what would be the difference in a, from what you've described, what would be the difference in a friendship soulmate versus your spouse in a soulmate perspective? I guess maybe I haven't had a spouse or a relationship where I feel like I want to share that much. Because what you're talking about, my wife can't have one of them. I need to be that. But I guess all my friends are single, so it's okay to have these things. Right? Yeah, like I think it's it's a different level depending on where you're at like when I was single I had a lot of friendships like that but truthfully I was attracted to a lot of these women that I thought we were just like really 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 good friends like but truth is I'm like I had those moments and I'm like I could date you or I want to date you or you know we got to a point where it's like okay we'll kiss when we see each other and then we'll kiss when we leave like I like you that's the truth behind it so like what I'm hearing from your description and what you're going through to me those sound like the start of a relationship. Well, I don't feel that way anymore about these people. That no, was like no, when I'm I was younger. In, in, in I don't general. want my friends to think that I'd be thinking I want. I don't <laughs> it, want at them. those times. It sounds like yes. it could have been a start. Like when I was in high school to like a, a relationship, but it was not. And I did not want them like that. It was just that when you're so close, it can make you think that you like your friends. So when I looked up friendship soulmates, cause I was like, that's a new term to me, but I looked it up and it said, one of the keywords that stuck out to me was that it was platonic. Yeah. Absolutely platonic. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like your BFF, your yeah. bro, your homie, right? So, and I think that's totally fine to have that that relationship in your life. But when you say like compared to your marriage, being in a committed relationship, kind of like what you were alluding to, yeah. like where's the hierarchy there? Right. Like, I mean, of course, you your spouse, to, hopefully. Exactly, exactly. I mean, when I get married... I mean, I've seen friends do this now. You know, I've had friends, one of my closest friends, oh my gosh, Nehemiah Pace, 
Uh, before Nehemiah was married, I mean, oh my God, I would call him all the time. We'll talk all night. That's my bro, like my homie, my ride or die. But then he got married, things change. You know what I mean? I Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's, but that's, I think when you're a healthy friend, you should know. I mean, yeah. And the same thing kind of happened to me. I mean, I had a lot of close, like female friends. Yeah. That I would, I remember my wife first came into my life. She was like, when we got engaged, she was like, your female friends would drop off. I was like, yeah, right. Like, I'm really close to a lot of these women. Sure enough, they all started Because they really want to feel. And that, to me, was like. <laughs> and they wanted Mr. Phil. Mm. <laughs> so that was like, that was something that like caught me off guard. I was like, dang, like for real. But to me, I think when I think of that term, you have people that come into your life almost unexpectedly that are friends. Yeah. That you create like a brother or sisterhood with that yeah. feel like family with like unforced or anything like that. Like I have people that I just know like my ride or die, they're going to be here through the ups, the downs. They yeah. truly represent family to me in a sense of like comfort, nourishment, and even boundaries. Like that's yeah. just, that's the part that they play in my life that, you know, that's, that's like the stability in, in a friendship. Then I have other friendships where it's like, oh, you're my bro, you're this, you're that. I'm like, mm, not really. Are we really bros? Yeah, like you. when I say, you, you know, you like family to me, like I don't have that worry of like Renault's going anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Period. I think things begin to grow. Like you you, you grow closer and closer to people in a natural way. Yeah. Um, you begin to have different conversations. Yeah. Your relationship literally grows without yep. it being something forced or, hey, like, well, what's this? What's that? Like, it literally comes like yeah. a family member. Because I think with family members, like, you can be as close as you want. Like, I have cousins that's like, boom. But you have natural boundaries that you've set that don't, like, almost go unsaid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and I feel that way with, you know, certain people in my group that I'm like, these are my, like, I want to call them forever friends. But, like, these are my people that know yeah. that I'm be here. Yeah. And I think what I hear you guys saying is this, is that there are friendship soulmates, but when you enter into a marriage or a committed relationship, like that is the priority. So Absolutely. things change. So it won't be like that is your friendship soulmate. Like right. when you get married, like that's yes. your person. Which is why I think you have a lot of, you know, people go from friend zone to best friend to we're dating. Now we're getting married. Um, because I think in a marriage, like my wife is my best friend. Yeah, that is that's my soul. Hopefully, I know a lot of people like, who have, and it's not it's not like that for everybody. But in my case, it's like that's that's my ride or die. Like for real, like we won. We leaving together. I don't Period. know what that look like, but you know what I mean. It's like it's, there is no other place for anybody else in that space. Yeah, for me, but my wife. You know what I mean. Period. Agree. Come on. Yeah, period. Well. Yeah, who's, no. in, who's in that spot for you? I can't wait till you get married. I got a whole speech. I'm going to act up at your wedding. Just yeah. say, so you know. oh, Jesus. I mean, my time. Give me at least 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I feel like it's different from like a single person's perspective. Yeah. Like right. for me, like I'm still in college and I don't know. But for me, like, like Phil was saying, I've had those close relationships, not just with guys, but me, I'm a, as a straight guy, I've been yeah. like, have a lot of close relationship with females. Yeah. And I don't think that's wrong necessarily, but like whenever I am in a relationship, whoever I'm with is priority number one. For yeah. sure. And well, are, are you single? I I am. Single. <laughs> you drive a Tesla. <laughs> you have a nice. You make good money. Okay. Okay. Lady, no, lady. No. But, Get at will. He rocks the hoodie. That's for sure. <laughs> he just, always wears nice clothes. No. And I think, no. and will, I mean, you can, you're since you're there now. Like I think what I noticed 
back in the day at that time is like when the women got boyfriends or people they were talking to, I got yeah. pushed to the side as well. Hundred percent. Period. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's reasonable though. Like if that was your yeah. real friend, they would understand that. Yes, you know? a real friend. Right. Yeah. But guess what? If they're not your real friend, they get in jealous. Hundred percent. And yeah. that's how you know when somebody really wanted you. Because you're like, why are you mad that I'm with a? But then I also think some people don't know how to navigate relationships and friendships Absolutely. because I do think there should be a healthy balance. Sure. Like don't, cause when that person acting up, you're going to be calling me. Like, so I think you have to navigate like your day ones and be like, okay. Yeah, you don't have to disappear. Yeah. Like, like let's found, let's, let's find, out find what a balance. Like. And I mean, of course balance, when you're finding a balance, you'll, you'll mess up. But, and it looks different with every relationship. I mean, like me and my brother, my brother, my best friend too. Yep. It's like, but before I, I met my wife, we was hooked at the hip. I yep. mean, we lived together. We did everything together. Like, sure. went to the gym, school, name it. Yeah. But when I met my wife, things changed. Yeah. Um, and it's a natural change. I can't be there for you in the same instance that, as I mm -hmm. was before because my priorities and where I need to be is, is different. Come on and say But that doesn't mean anything has changed in that relationship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't drop anything yeah. for my brother. I feel that. Well, we're getting into our topic of the day. We have really been in this altar call for a minute. <laughs> All right. Our topic today is remember. The word remember means to have or be able to bring to one's mind's awareness of someone or something that one has seen, known, experienced in the past. The word remember has been heavy on my heart recently. I think the world is in a season where we need to pause. Remember, we've been through trials, obstacles, storms, and bad times. But remember, you are still here. You got through it at some point. Today, we will examine the word remember and how it has so much power. All right. The first question I want to ask you guys is what does the word remember mean to you? For me, uh, remember, and this is just me, yeah. and my story, my background is just when I think of the word remember, I think of times in my life where I've struggled times in my in my life where um where i was just you know about to quit yeah. or whatever the case may be when yeah. i was at my lowest of lows yeah and those are moments where god showed up yeah and god was faithful to me yeah god was there for me and so it's like almost like keeping tally of all of those different moments in my yeah. life and how they add That's up good. and now now i have this whole catalog of times where i'm like god you've been faithful then you're going to be faithful to me now. Yeah. That's what remembering is for me. Yeah. Like the trial or the lesson. Um, Cause memories, I mean, I want to say memory, but it could be good or bad. Yeah. I think for me, remember right now, it's kind of like what you said. It's like the trial, what I've been through, what I've been tested with and yeah. how I came out on the other side, but to keep it like, keep it, understand it. Um, and how that correlates with my direction. Yeah. That's good we're all pretty spot on in terms of our definitions. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't want to repeat what they just said, but like, I don't know. I think we can all look back into our lives and figure out like times where we were deep in a hole. And like, you know, once you hit bottom, there's nowhere else to go but up. So it's like, oh, Rabbi, at, at like some point you're going to have to like, you know, rely on something or, you know, you're going to have to try to do it yourself. And I think I look back and like Alejandro was saying, I can count so many times where i feel like i feel like there was nothing left for me and then you know god took it and mm. turned it into something better yeah that's good yeah 
Do you guys have any moments like that you could like honestly just say like there there's a time you remember? I guess I can start because uh I don't know, it's been heavy on my heart. Um recently I was at church on Saturday night and literally the pastor he was preaching and he was just and the late the the the, uh, the other pastor started singing. Uh, I remember, I remember and I remember um when I was in college, I needed one thousand one hundred and seventy three dollars uh to finish school. And I remember a Wednesday morning, I got on my knees and I prayed. And I said, God, if you want me to be at this school, I need $1,173. Make a way out of no way. And I remember going to church that night because I had lost my scarf at church. And I was like, I'm going to go pick up my scarf. And for some reason, I got on the mic and I started having testimony service. And they started doing, they did, um, they did a thing called testimony service at my church. And I feel like the Holy Spirit prompted me to tell my testimony. And I was like, man, I just got through my first semester with school and God made a way. I'm like, you know, I was like, God has made a way for me to be here. And I'm just super grateful. And that's all I said. I didn't say I needed $1,174. I did say like, but I'm still believing that God is going to continue to make a way for me to be there. That's all I said or something like that. And literally I just felt like the Lord told me to tell my testimony. I didn't go to church to testify. I went there to go find my scarf, but then the lady was singing my favorite song. So I stuck around. And then literally that night around like nine o'clock, me and my uh, sister, we're in Walmart and I started getting text messages from people at church. And I'm like, what are they texting me about? And they had said, the pastor's going to pay your tuition. And I was like, whoa. And literally pastor Timothy McBride and Shanae McBride, they wrote me a check for 1,100 and $74. And literally on Saturday night, when the pastor was saying, remember the Lord brought that back to me. And it was just like, you got to get back on your knees and you got to pray. And it was like, once you start doing that, you'll start seeing the fruit of, of your labor of you getting down. But I think a lot of times we just forget, like we get in a season, we're like, what did I do last time? And God reminded me the last time I was in a rough season, I got on my knees. And you got to remember. You got to remember. Like, you, uh, not to get too far from your season. Yes. Like, not to get too far from where you've been. Um, I think for me, I'm kind of going through that right now. So when you, a time that came to mind is, like, I used to own a gym here locally. Yeah. And I had lost my job, and I was doing my running my company full time. Yeah. Um, it was rough uh, during that couple years, two, two, three years. I mean, me and my wife almost lost everything with our kids. I mean, wow. houses. We was we was hiding cars from them coming to repo them. Oh, my, mama, my, <laughs> my mama used to hide her Honda CRV hey, in my Auntie Tanya's lock garage. It up. Lock it up. Be careful when you pull out the garage. <laughs> like, hey, make sure hey, nobody's sure nobody following you. <laughs> so, like, it was, I mean, and understanding at that time, like, it was really hard for me with the family and knowing, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go getter. Like, yeah. I don't know how to be still. That's yeah, period. A issue. Like, I go right. So for me, it was, it was very humbling. But when I released in that season and said, God, I'm a steward of what you are giving me, whether big or small. Yeah. Because my objective and my purpose and my will I got for myself is obviously not aligning with what you have for me. Yeah. Um, and there was so much power in me releasing that to say, take the house. If it's not for me to have, take it. If it is, provide away the cars, turn the lights back on. Um, 
I don't know how we going to eat, provide a way. Um, and all of those needs were met. And in due season, it just all, I mean, you're talking about from bottom to flourishing. But I think now in my season, I'm feeling that again on a different level. I got a lot more responsibilities, a lot more things I'm involved in. Um, and I'm ahead of all those things. Yeah. So in being that, I'm in that season where I'm like, okay, Lord, I see the money running dry. Come on. Ooh, I see a family that I have to take care of, a business I have to take care of, multiple businesses. I see leadership I need to be a part of. I see all these things, and I don't know how to provide a way. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying all these things, and they just don't seem to work. Um, and truth is, I'm like, I see where you're pointing me, right? Yeah. But that's what came to mind. Come through like you did for me before. Yeah. I remember what you did for me last time. I'm asking for you to do it again. Yeah. Um, and I'm in that season right now. And it's it's tough. It's humbling, though, yeah. because truth be told, it's like I'm getting in my own way. Yeah. And I had a real conversation in prayer the other day where I was like, God, I don't trust you. And I want to. Um, and what I mean by that is, yes, in prayer and in, you know, day to day, I'm like, I trust you. Because truth be told, I know where I'm going. Yeah. I see what you've already put together. Yeah. Uh, the problem is in the season, I'm struggling in the season, in the moment, like right here today. I don't know how I'm going to get to my tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but if I trusted you 100%, I wouldn't be worried about tomorrow. I'll be present 100%. Um, and there was release in that too. Like I'm going to trust you and I want you to help me trust you daily. Each help, and every day, I'm a Help my unbelief. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God, I was thinking and that. And help my faith. Like, I want, you said faith of a mustard seed. Why am I struggling? Yeah. So it's like, that's 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 my word right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes you just have to believe a little bit. Yeah. And just a little. Just, just rest on it. Yeah. And instead of being restless. So. Yeah. Oh, Phil, you, oh, <laughs> oh my Lord, you might be on something today. I think for me, one of the times I remember that was particularly hard was we talked about this a little bit, but yeah. after high school, I went and served with YWAM. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but I was with them for like pretty much a year after my high school because yeah. I had enough credits to go and do something for a year. Yeah. So even being called there felt really scary because yeah. I've always been with family. Like we moved around a ton as kids, but like I've never been separated from my brother, my mom, and my dad. Yeah. So it was like, that was scary because just the time frame of everything, I would be gone during so many important dates. Like I was gone from September 2018 to early April of 2019. So like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, which is like a big deal in Korean culture, mom's birthday, dad's birthday, my brother's birthday, missed all of that in like one span. And I think that was really scary. And like before that, my grandfather who practically like, raised me and my brother just yeah. because my parents were you know financially trying to figure it out yeah and he got really sick and yeah. i was taking him back and forth to dialysis yeah and that was like really hard for me because like when i saw him get sick obviously it hurt and then it kind of like pushed it even more knowing that i'd be gone seven months yeah like i didn't come home one time yeah and when i left my grandpa, the third week, actually, he passed away. And Jesus. I think that was really, really hard. And I was really pissed at God in the moment. Yeah. But I look back on it now because those first couple weeks away were 
tough. Like, yeah. that was literally like Phil was saying, like, you get up and like, you're literally just putting another foot in front of yourself to make sure you can get through the freaking mm, day. Yeah. And like, because you didn't, I didn't know anybody. Like, that yeah. campus was big on its own. My school had like 300 kids, yeah. let alone the other seven or eight schools on that campus. So it was a ton of people. Yeah. And I don't know, just felt really lonely. And then yeah. grandfather passed and I went back home for a week. And that was like the one time I went back home during that entire time. And it was it was hard, but I look back now and I'm like, I think in a in a weird way, God was really looking out for me because I think if I was home to witness that happen, I don't know if I'd be okay. You know, like he put me in a place where he knew that I could strive and be better and not like be hung up on the fact that this person was not around anymore. Yeah. No matter how much that sucked, I had to realize, like, okay, if I was home, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Like, even me coming back home, he passed away right as I stepped on the plane. Like, my dad called me. Wow. And, like, that plane ride home, obviously, you know, crying the whole way. Yeah. And I was just like, dang, like, if I was there when he passed away, I don't know if I would have went back. Yeah. To be completely honest. To be yeah. 100% real. And YWAM was a crazy experience as is. And that's a whole nother story, but like it was something that fundamentally shaped me, I think, into the person I am right now. Yeah. And if I had missed that because of what I thought was like the worst thing that could have happened to me at the time, turned out to be, I think, like in a weird way that God's hand was really over me at that time. Yeah. 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 Oh, I speak prosperity Mm -hmm. over everything you remember. (laughs) Come on. All them trials. So for me, um, I guess just to kind of backtrack and give you a little bit of background on me, like growing up, I I think I've always just wanted, um, I wanted, you, you know, you think about like family and wife and kids and that little picket fence, you know, all that yeah. good stuff. Like that's what I've always wanted. Um, and about like a decade or so, probably even more longer than that, I, I had obtained that. Yeah. I had it. Um, and then uh, later on, it was ripped away from me. And so, you know, I was in a, in a season coming out of a broken marriage um, and just feeling really alone and feeling yeah. the, in the darkest place that I've ever been in my life. Uh, just a deep depression every day. Um, I was lucky enough to have people in my corner, you know, church family and all that that would step in and and check on me and make sure that they were there for me. Um, I'm really grateful for them. But then there came a point where everybody had to kind of go home. (laughs) And now I was just stuck in this, in this, in this house by myself. Um, And and I just didn't know like what, kind of like what you were saying about like, just kind of putting one foot in front of the other, just trying to get by. That's where I was. And I just remember so distinctly one, one night it was just me and I had my, my son with me at the time he was, Maybe like round one and I just remember being so just laid out and mm. I was kind of like almost like in a fetal position up against the wall of the living room just like crying and devastated and so depressed and then I remembered my son who I think he was just like playing with his toys in his room he and again he's just like one so he doesn't know what's going on right he walks in and he comes up to me and he gives me a hug and that was that was a god moment yeah. 
because in that moment i felt that it wasn't just him that was hugging me that was holding me i could feel god's presence that he was also holding on to me yeah and saying like i've got you yeah like even in your darkest moment i've got you Mm. even in your depression i've got you even when things don't go right i've got you yeah and that's always been like a, a like fast forwarding now to my life and where i am right now that's always a moment that i can go back and look look back on and say you know what you've no matter how tough life can get today or in the future you god had me then to. <laughs> and he's gonna get me through this Amen. as well and like fast forward to now i'm so blessed and so happy and i have a, an amazing wife now i have uh, an amazing family that i just absolutely yeah. adore Beautiful. and um and you know god's been good god's yeah. been good and he and that's like when I think about remembering, I remember that specific moment yeah. where God came through for me and he continues to do that. Yeah. And I Amen. think, honestly, like what I wanted to communicate with this episode, I know we had fun in the beginning and we we're here now, is I wanted to communicate, like I think a lot of times you just have to pause and remember. Mm-hmm. Like don't think about what you're going through right now. Like, think about that time where you thought it was over. Think about that time where you thought it wasn't going to work out. Think about that time where it literally, like, got to the very end and just all of a sudden Mm. something just happened. And I think the more we choose to remember, it's like, I can be okay right now because I remember who God was back then. You know what I mean? I think... I can be okay. I can make it through today because I got history with this man. I got, mm-hmm. and he's never let me down. Right. Like never, like you. never, like the track record is unfailing. <laughs> and so I think that that's really all I really wanted to communicate with this episode. It's like really remember. And I know like it may be hard. It may be tough. Like, Everybody in this room, all of us are going through different things. And yeah, maybe good today and we may be at the mountaintop today, but there'll come another season where we have to remember, but like choose to remember today. Tap into it. And like, even if it gets better tomorrow, when you have to go through this season again, like choose to remember. For sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, yeah. Remember. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what I want to say. Look, pray us out. Y'all, I really feel like I'm supposed to pray. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I feel like I'm supposed to pray. Well, let me tell y'all something. If you're a business owner and want to sponsor the podcast, make sure you email the NowSaferChurchPodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to say a prayer, then I'm going to say these things, and we're going to be out of here. All right. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. God, we thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for the person listening to this. I don't know. They may be in their car. They may be on their couch. They may be... Uh, at work, God, and I pray, God, that you would just show them that you are with them. God, you promised to never leave us nor forsake us. You promised to be with us forever. God, I pray, God, that we will remember everything that you have done to this point. God, I pray, God, that the person listening to this will remember, God, if they have breath in their body, that means you have more for them. God, I thank you, God, that it's not over, that you're just getting started. God, I thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And God, somebody may be listening to this, and God, they don't know you. They don't even believe in you, God. I pray, God, that you would even begin to show them a sign. 
that you are who you say that you are. God, be with us. Give us the grace. Give us the endurance. Give us the faith. Give us the courage. Give us the peace. Give us the joy to keep going and keep trusting you. God, all we have is you. If we lose everything, God, all we have is you. God, I thank you and I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, my amen. Lord, this podcast has got real That's safe. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh. All right, y'all. Well, y'all was watching the Not Safe for Church podcast, but Woo. it felt like church. All right, I would like you to thank all my sponsors. I want to thank all my sponsors, all my co-hosts, all the people who comment, like, and subscribe. Send this podcast to everybody you know. I am telling you, send it out. Send it out. Send it out. All right. Thank you, Claiborne Urban Loose, for the music. I want to thank everybody who's listening. Comment, like, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at NSFC Podcast. And until the next time, Jesus is for... Everybody. Everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody.